we would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that the land on which we record is the occupied, traditional, and unceded territory of the Stalo First Nation. That's the whole point. Like what you mentioned a while ago, the, the work that we do, we're really trying to transform lives. And it's about that. It's about transforming the lives, like how you can end poverty. The idea that you could even contribute to those works is, is really what really drives me. Welcome to the Ending Poverty Together podcast. I'm Shalane, and we're here to discuss big questions about poverty in bite-sized ways. Today I have Soo-min Park, a senior associate with Food for the Hungry Korea, who has worked in the development sector for over 10 years. Soo-min works in Seoul, South Korea, where he and his wife have one adorable daughter. Soo-min is interested in exploring how the latest developments in technology can be inclusive and help the world's most impoverished people. Welcome to the podcast, Soo-min. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Uh, Soo-min, we have been asking all of our guests this season to start by finishing the sentence, poverty is complex because... So why don't we just jump right in there? I think poverty is complex is uh, for any reason uh, for any issue to be complex because you're talking about seven billion people who are living their own lives, and mm. that means you have that many stakeholders, that many interests, that many that much differences between each other that needs to be somehow handled when you're doing these uh, projects. So mm. I think that's, that's the complexity. Everyone's interested in different things. Mm-hmm. Poverty is complex because it involves people and so many different people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of what we appreciate exploring on this podcast is the complexity of poverty and then also how solutions need to be complex and I know that at FH Canada, we have a, a great relationship with FH Korea. We have actually one of your staff members as a board member uh, on yes. our FH Canada board, Sumi Go. Yes. And we're very grateful for her work. And out of that relationship have developed some really exciting opportunities. So maybe we could even have you just share a little bit about that relationship that we have between Korea and Canada. Yeah, so as, uh, as I remember, uh, Sumi is our CEO. She's a director at Food for the Hungry Canada, and she's been there for about two years now, I think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as I heard from her, you know, we were really trying to get into how we could cooperate and delve into to create more synergies uh, with our two organizations. And as a result, this tour happened, and uh, this tour. Uh, so basically, uh, in Korea, uh, in Korea, Free for the Hungry, um, we have a very strong church engagement, and mm. and so, uh, as I, as we know, like some other organizations have strong uh, engagement with the public sector, with the government, mm-hmm. and some with corporate, some, and we have. We'd like to believe that we have a very strong presence uh, with the church engagement here in Korea, dealing mm-hmm. with uh, really tens of thousands of churches here. And so 
Asumi thought it was a very good idea how we could incorporate that uh, with FH Canada. And so we were able, we were really lucky to be able to invite two artists who are a couple who really have a very long standing relationship with FH Korea. Then they shared you know, what they've experienced through FH Korea, especially when they were sharing a relationship between them and a little girl from Uganda who they supported since 2009. And they were able mm. to help her and get her uh, and send to see her actually grow up to as a full mm. as a full adult and uh, eventually also get married and lead a happy life, you know, a healthy life wow. together. And yeah. so they they've been always advocating for the for the cause uh, for the work mm-hmm. that FH Korea does within the domestically here in Korea and also elsewhere. But it's been also been the first time that they were they were able to share this full story where they were able to meet a girl at when when they were six years old and mm. to see them grow up and you know to really prosper within a new life. Mm. So mm. yeah, and and that was a really it was a honor to see them deliver that compelling message for the first time, uh, okay. and it, and it happened right there in Toronto. Okay. And I am curious, what are their names? Yu Eun-sung and Kim Jung-hwa. Okay. So perhaps there are some listeners in Canada who are not familiar with them. And so you said they're extremely well known in Korea. Can you tell me a little bit about who they are, their their music, or, or what are they known so for? So Yu Eun-sung is the husband who is a CCM singer. So, okay. so he has his own songs. Uh, uh-huh. He has a lot of songs that are very widely sung within the Korean churches. Mm-hmm. And so he's quite famous for that. And he's, he's been here for a long time. So he's, as I know, he's around in his late 40s. So mm-hmm. he's been doing uh, music, Christian music for around 10 years now, more than 10 years okay. now. So he's quite well known in that area. And his wife is a actress uh, I think she was a high teen star. So mm. she was really uh, casted in the streets uh, when she was a high schooler. And she got really, okay. really famous overnight. And mm. uh, she's still very well known for many of her work. Actually, you would be able to find her work in Korean dramas. <laughs> I, okay. Yes. 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 Okay. I wondered if you were actually going to sing one of the songs that this gentleman made made popular, made famous. Me? Sing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not your job? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not my job, but... <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm mostly just joking. Uh, but. Yes. but I can... I, I'm not sure if we can do that, but maybe uh, we can provide the link for his songs. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a nice answer. Yes, yes. I like that answer, Sumin. For people who are interested, yes. Yes, there you go. Uh, so these two individuals who have had success in terms of they're very well known, they have been involved with their different um, artistic expression, and yet there's clearly a call that is on their hearts for people who are in more challenging circumstances or experiencing uh, material poverty. So have they, have they shared about that part of their story and their journey? 
Uh, yes. So it really came back to the story that they were sharing back in Toronto about this girl date that they made, uh, that they met. So it was initially the actress who met the girl and she met her when she was six in back in 2009. And back at that time, she was uh, in her mid twenties. So hmm. very young. Through her, she really found out what it meant to be, what it meant to sponsor a child. And because mm. through her, she really found out, oh, this is really good work. So she started, they started sponsoring much more children, uh, around mm. 30 children. And they found out also that this is very compelling because we know, we hear about like sending aid and helping out. But mm-hmm. some, most of the times we feel very distant from, you know, the actual urgency of the situations it's because, mm-hmm. and they found out the hard way because they met, a ch- uh, they met a child, another child, they sponsored that child for around three weeks or so. Mm-hmm. But then again, because when they met the child, the child had serious health situations. So, oh, as, and so... They found out the hard way because they heard the news that the child actually passed away. So they realized early on that, you know, for many of the children or people that they're you know meeting, you know, this is urgent. It's not something that, you know, they can push mm-hmm. aside and mm-hmm. hope for the better. And so they really got involved in the work. Really, Of course, they didn't, we didn't really have financial means to sponsor all the children. So they really get into the work for advocating the work uh, especially with our uh, Korean uh, FH Korea team and mm-hmm. and yes and uh, and I think it was really was fruitful because they were able to bring so so much donation so many people to be involved hmm. with us in our work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when people have a high profile and they're known and then they they speak in favor of an organization they can be extremely influential. So I'm very grateful that they have spoken uh, about the work of Food for the Hungry and that um, these many, many children, it sounds like, have benefited and their families as well. Because as we know, children who are sponsored, their whole community benefits. It's not just that one child. Yes, it's very true. So very thankful for their work. And that's what they were doing there in Toronto as well, really advocating for people to be involved in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And so do they do these tours in Korea as well? Uh, yes, they do. Uh, so more often the, uh, the actress has a lot more work. So I mean, domestically, mm-hmm. so uh-huh. a bit less involved in that. But the husband, Yoon Song, is very involved in our work. He's very involved. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Well, I'm sure that our FH Canada staff who were present at those events had an opportunity to thank them personally, but we are very grateful that they've been able to come. Can you tell me a little bit about the the actual tour itself? Where did it happen? Um, who was there? How many people were involved? So <clears throat> mainly the tour involved the churches, three churches mm-hmm. uh, in Toronto, the Eaglesfield Church, the Young Lap Church of Toronto and Vaughan Community Church. In the in that area, I think Eaglesfield is a bit more near Hamilton, so it's a bit farther away. 
yeah. so we were able to reach these uh, churches, and so really the church staff, the pastors, the staff, the church staff are very involved. Uh, we would go into there and check all the things that we need, all the systems, all the programs, and we were really reaching out to the you know the congregation of those churches. So. Mm-hmm. We're talking somewhere in between 300 to around 700 people. Wow. Like 700 That's cur- Koreans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we were doing these uh, in, in the Korean language. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Right, right. I had not, I did not know that fully. Yes. That yes. The, the whole concert, the whole evening or, or experience was in Korean. Right. Uh, because mm-hmm. we're, so that's the reason we were there because we've, as you know, there is a huge Korean diaspora here, uh, also not only in Canada, but everywhere around the world. So mm-hmm. as you can see, you know, there are some communities that really make a distinction and create a little community for themselves. And so mm-hmm. now you can see that maybe in Chinatown, Koreatown, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we were there and we were trying to reach out because we uh, it was because you know we knew that there was a Korean community over there, and we mm-hmm. were trying to engage them uh, in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And FH Canada was there, and as your pres- yes. president was there, and your Ontario partnership lead was there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. We've heard uh, we've heard great reports. Great. Great opportunity. And I think one of the things that really excites us at FH Canada is the opportunity to have that synergy and that collaboration and to be able to support one another in these different ways. So again, we're very grateful. Um, anything else you want to tell me about that part of your experience? How did how'd you like Toronto? So I come from a uh, missionary family uh, in, the, mm-hmm. in the Philippines. So my parents were based there for almost all my adult life. And um, I grew up there. So I don't know if you have that concept in English, but they have a, we call it like something like an immigrant church. So, mm, yes. so we have Korean churches in the Philippines as well. So I grew up in mm-hmm. that kind of atmosphere. So it really was really keen to me. Very, you know, it was. It felt very welcoming, and mm. and I think that's what we get when we when we when we go to these churches. You know, they don't. Some some of them actually don't really know us before we contact them, especially okay. because like food for the hungry is known in that area. In that, uh, but the. The name Food for the Hungry in Korea is actually translated into Korean and we call it mm. Kianacek. And so they know Kianacek, the Korean term for okay. it, but they don't know if it's really linked to Food for the Hungry. Okay. So, sure. so, so some people don't know that. So, you yeah. know, and so you know, they're, they're not really sure who's coming, but when we get there, mm. we get to talk and we talk about the work that we do. And then we also, as I mentioned a while ago, we have a very tr- big church engagement. So all the big churches are actually kind of in a way cooperating with uh, with us as well. And mm-hmm. so you get to network and you get to talk. And so they become a bit more, a bit more open and they become more receiving. And, yeah, and then that experience really is something, you know, you were strangers at one point and then you become mm. some, something of a bond and it starts something and then now you're talking about also future corporations like how we can mm-hmm. support the field in those senses and in, in those mm-hmm. ma- in those ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are 
excited to be able to follow up with these churches as well because you mentioned church engagement that happens in Korea, and we love partnering with churches in Canada as well and feel like it's such a beautiful opportunity to um, really be the hands and feet of Jesus, and it's part of really a discipleship of Canadians and Canadian Christians. So when we can connect with churches and we can encourage them and we can invite them to know more about the work of FH, then lives are transformed in a variety of different ways. I agree. And I think that's that's where we come in as well, because while these churches are doing really good work within their communities and also overseas as well, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're involved in our, when, when you're involved in FH, you get access to many other things that you wouldn't have had uh, on your own as a church because we also have presence in those localities as well. So you get support in whatever support that you need, whether mm-hmm. that's government or whether that's like local government or mm-hmm. or even our staff, they can do administration stuff as well. So they get a bunch of other stuff that they, you know, that they can access. And so it really provides good partnerships. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we offer to churches that we partner with and engage with is a workshop we call Ending Poverty Together. And we've found that churches are extremely grateful when they have the opportunity to go through this because it helps people within their congregations to understand what causes poverty. And that's not something that happens just internationally. That's something that happens within me. It's those broken relationships within uh, me, my family, my neighborhood, my city, my country. And so the things that we talk about in those workshops are things that are applicable to ministries that churches do right in their own neighborhoods as well as internationally. And that's that's one of the things that um, we're excited about following up with these churches to offer and just say, you know, this is a way you can learn more about FH Canada, but this is also a way that you can take this information and you can see transformation happen right in your own neighborhood. And I think that's great. And I think it'll be received very well because uh, while I was there, so we were busy, you know, preparing the booths and like um, this and that. And, you know, of course, I mentioned a while ago that the Korean churches, their staff were really receiving and really helped us get going. And while I was there, I was standing. And so people are naturally interested in why we're there and what the work mm-hmm. that we, and the work that we're doing. So I had a pastor come up to me and he was, I think it was his mid forties. Um, and he was saying like, he really wanted to go to, you know, really partake in the mission and go to another mm-hmm. country and you know, really mm-hmm. spread the gospel over there and so on and so forth. And he was interested because interested in the work that we do, because you know, when he was studying to become a pastor, mm-hmm. there was a course you know that mentioned about like the international development and so on and so forth, and and mm. and he felt like that course in itself really just brushed up on those topics and really didn't go mm-hmm. into detail on what you know what how how the world is, and so you know he didn't really have a clear view a sense of how, what of what the situations are around the world mm-hmm. so and so he engaged he engaged me and we talked about it i told him the information that i know and we said mm-hmm. after and after all that he really thought he said like, i think this is really crucial to know to put into all these courses for for mm-hmm. people who want to 
the capacitors because you know a clear sense a clear view of the world is important when they're you know mm-hmm. doing that the work that you do so mm-hmm. i think really when you offer these uh courses or or sessions uh, to these mm-hmm. churches, I think it will be received very well, and people will really be mm-hmm. will really be interested. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. What I love about uh, this is one of my primary roles with Food for the Hungry Canada as the national education lead is to see that these workshops are presented in churches and in in um, organizations across the country. So I get to be firsthand often seeing the. Um, the aha moments for people where they say, oh my goodness, I've never thought that poverty is more than just not having enough stuff, enough material things. And if that's not really what poverty is, then my solutions may not be great. And so the transformation that happens for people is significant for work that happens internationally. It's also very significant for work that happens right in people's homes and um, churches and neighborhoods. I think that, I think I think I'll sign up for those workshops too. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you. Yeah. Yes, by all means. Maybe that's a, a partnership we can, you know, the some of the collaboration we could do. Maybe I could come to Korea and offer. Offer the workshop there. If I bring it up to Sumi, my boss, um, yes. I, she'll probably say yes. We should we should okay. send that. <laughs> okay. All right, Sumi, let's talk. Okay. We'll do that. We'll we'll figure that out. I am just curious. I I love your passion for this. So grateful for this tour. I'm wondering, just in terms of your own work with Food for the Hungry, what are some other things that you are really passionate about? When you wake up in the morning and you think, I get to do this job, what is it that really drives you? What do you love about your work? I think that's the whole point. Like what you mentioned a while ago, the, the work that we do, we're really trying to transform lives. And it's about that. It's about transforming the lives, like how you can end poverty. Mm. The idea that you could, you know, even contribute to mm-hmm. those works is is really what really drives me uh i think mm-hmm. because so i i grew up in the philippines and philippines is a lovely country very beautiful country mm-hmm. but you there is no denying that there is a really great gap in resources uh especially mm-hmm. uh and so as you mentioned you know it's not really just about the resources because you're talking about you know whether children have the access to education, whether they have, mm. you know, after they get education, you know, would the economy be receiving of them? And, and you know, would they be, part, be able to live a life that would be fruitful, you know, with the work of their hands? So, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of depravity, you know, you would, I would, uh, the places that we would go to, of course, they really are places that need these basic necessities, this food, mm. shelter. Mm. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but uh, there are a lot of places that really need help. One of the famous places is called the Smoky Mountains. It's called the Smoky Mountains because there's a lot of uh, smoke that arise from the trash, the mountains of trash. And so we have people who are working over there as well. But the, the point is that, you know, they are not able to move out of the area because in a way, even though it's, you know, small in sense, but this is their, this is their livelihoods, 
you know, they're mm-hmm. gathering little pieces in the area, in you know, in the whole landfills to mm-hmm. actually make means to, you know, live another day. So we have people like that. We have a very, Philippines also has a very high urban poor. So you're, mm-hmm. you're in the cities, you would see a lot of mm-hmm. people in, you know, under the bridges, you know, in train, mm-hmm. train tracks, so on and so forth. So it re- I grew up in, in that. And also you have very nice areas, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. That disparity is very real, isn't it, it? It is very real. You just have to move one block and you would see it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that, that's what motivated me to go into this field and to work with mm-hmm. that page. And it continues to be the main reason that I work. Mm-hmm. And, and working in global partnerships like this and mm-hmm. also working in like, uh, so before this, my main role was to devise uh, projects, whether it's publicly or privately funded, and mm-hmm. see those uh, funded and uh, implementations would be held uh, handled by another another team. So that was my main role to engage in public and mm-hmm. private partnerships. Mm-hmm. And so very interested. And- Yes. Well, and that that work that often happens behind the scenes that actually allows the on the ground work directly with people to happen is um, so needed and so appreciated. Yes, yes. Also, for me, I feel I feel more privileged that I can get to work with the actual projects that uh, actually get onto those fields. But of course, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, like you have other people who are, for example, in the finance team who are working with money and mm-hmm. charts and accounts all day. And, you know, yeah. you have the, in the IT team who's been working with the systems and so on and so forth. Very, they're all much needed components in the work that we mm-hmm. do. And so really big appreciation for that, for, for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Sumin. I really appreciate you taking time to be here today. I appreciate you sharing about the tour and just want you to know again how grateful we are to KFHI for the work that you are doing. And, you know, when I think about it, we're partnering, we're collaborating, and yet we are all part of the the kingdom work that God is doing through Food for the Hungry. And It's great to be able to team with you on this. So thank you for the tour, but thank you also for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. To explore what your next steps could be, or to find out more about FH Canada and KFHI, start by checking out fhcanada.org slash resources.